Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, guys. AJ here from the Kiwi Hammer YouTube channel. And all I can say is I'm disappointed in the fact that Adama Traore, this is a player that we've been chasing for years, turns around and just pops up out of nowhere and scores that goal. I was happy for a no-no defeat. And then we go and concede like that. I'm absolutely disgusted with the way that most of those players played. Um, Fabianski and Fredericks were probably the best players on the pitch. Um, and that says it all right there. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. People of Britain and the colonies. What you heard at the beginning of this week's Stop Hammer Time was a piece of audio from uh, AJ the Kiwi Hammer, who is a YouTuber from New Zealand, where kiwis come from, the fruit and the birds. To discuss uh, that and uh, matters arising, but also the uh, source of that r- r- angry rant, the game of football we saw at the weekend, are, with me as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. It is noted radio producer, noted esteemed radio producer, George Mann is here. Good evening. Legendary sports journalist, <laughs> legendary sports journalist, and now YouTube sensation. Very much like AJ the Hammer. I need to pay you as a PR man, don't I, Phil? I do. <laughs> I, 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 that's what I want. I want payment. <laughs> I demand payment for that. It is, of course, Jim Munro. Hi, fellas. Um, we'll have a little. We'll have a little catch up with how good, uh, how, how um, bad lad dad. They got it right. They got it going. right. We'll Those punches in the pub before hand uh, Later. And also, uh, I uh, completely lost, uh, like someone who slips into a coma, lost an hour of my time rediscovering your Pinterest uh, <laughs> oh, yes. page. Yeah. My West Ham page, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally, you know, when... If you want oh, to shed a tear. Jim does, that, Jim does yeah. that Pinterest thing. Looked at it, and then it was about an hour and a quarter later. <laughs> so um, it's a complete uh, drain of time, but brilliant. Um, so uh, I think we're straight in, essentially. Well, during the, during the course of this podcast, we will, of yeah. course, talk about the Wolves game. Uh, the next game of football we play is... 
there's an international break, and then we say our next game. Everton, Everton away. away. We'll talk about Everton away. I can't go to that. Tim, you going? I am going. Yes. George, you going? I'm not, but uh, I will be watching it on TV, saving my credits for later in the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jim? No, sadly. Been to the last two matches, but I'm having to miss this one. No, oh, that's a shame. I've been to all four. All four <laughs> games. All four games. That's why you're the host. Yeah. What a life of disappointment I've had. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> talk about all that. And uh, matters arising. Uh, the imminent uh, firing of Manuel Pellegrini, which we just <laughs> heard news of on the BBC website. He's being fired. No, he's not. He's. A, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. I'm kidding, of course. But uh, the Wolverhampton Wanderers game. Well, we saw um, uh, Jim, Jim, and myself. We were all at the uh, George. Were you at the Arsenal game? I wasn't, but I watched it in a pub in Mallorca. Uh, the whole ah, ninety minutes, yeah. and I had a. I oddly enjoyed it, and I oddly encouraged, which yes. was dashed yeah. very soon. Dashed into the, after yes. Uh, we yes. see you at a lot of away games, don't we? We, 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 seem, to, we seem to end up at the same area. Yeah, I don't know why. We end up at the same <laughs> area of the ground. Uh, so you go away quite a lot, George. Well, I can, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I, I have to kind of rely on odds ends and beggings for tickets. Right. And sort of people, you know, I went to Spurs away because uh, somebody got sent to Qatar on oh. the morning of the game and I was able to go around and pick the ticket up. So. Are they still alive? They are still <laughs> right, alive. Right, they do, still they alive. do very yeah, dangerous yeah. things. A lot of them in a... They, uh, they weren't able to go out for a drink tomorrow night because they're in Beirut. So. Oh, right, mm. right, right. Well, their loss is your game. Yeah. Uh, their, their life of danger uh, and uh, imminent discovery by ISIS is uh, your game. And uh, yes, uh, yes, there were signs of recovery in that Arsenal game and uh, those were sorely dashed, weren't they? Yeah. Um, well, I think I said to you, when I left, when I left the Emirates... I actually thought maybe I'm getting old. I felt we've lost, but I felt encouraged. Mm. I thought the signs on the pitch there, the bit of gelling going on. Um, you'd see Arnautovic was uh, was making some decent runs, being picked up by Anderson. He yep. got some pace. Yes, uh, Balbuena was putting in some tough tackles. Diop was finally in the team, albeit he had that own goal. But no, yeah. we got we got you know, behind them almost at will. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember going to Arsenal and seeing us create so many clear cut. Mm. Chances. Yes, absolutely, and, we did, and, yes. you know, um, yeah, yeah. I think there's real optimism yeah, of that, thinking yeah. there's signs here that yeah. things are actually beginning to click into place. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a funny thing that happens, isn't there, that, that uh, in a way, what, la- what we lacked in the Wolf- Wolves game was, um, this year's buzzword is gel, which we've already invoked once on the podcast <laughs> in the first two minutes. Last season's word was intensity, and okay. I think possibly to 2016's word was high press the press Um, and intensity was missing from the game on uh, Saturday Uh, we didn't really seem to get at them we uh, we didn't seem to play like the home team we didn't give them a hard time I felt we played like for most we were already 2-0 up on aggregate Mm. or 3-0 up on aggregate or something it just felt you know too many lazy passes not enough movement in front of the ball Um, people trying tricks and flicks when you know there was a simpler simpler ball available yeah. you know it was just um, yeah I think exactly that, that a lack of intensity and, and it's inexplicable because it was you know, not a must win game but it was it, it, it felt like a really important game to have got some kind of result in and, and uh, you know it could prove disastrous in these you know 
last couple of uh, fairly disastrous years. On the whole, when a game's come up and was a must-win game, we tended to win it, mm. you know, under Moyes and Bilic for those two years. This is sort of too early in the season to be a must-win game. It felt like it was one, but in fact, I don't think the, you know, the psychology of the players was... we. Absolutely, you've got to, to you've got to see game. it in the context of a of a of a of a tricky opening set of fixtures, though, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we all knew that going to Liverpool first game of the season was 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 likely to be a write off, even if we played well. Um, Arsenal's always going to be a, a you know a tough assignment, and we've got Chelsea, Man United, Spurs coming up, Everton away. We never do well yep. traditionally at, at Everton away, so. Those two home games are where the are where the wheels have come off. It's yeah. not, it, you know, and and they have been the massive disappointment. disappointment yeah. well, I, think, I mean, we've had several. Sorry, George, but we've had several years of the fixture list not being kind to us at the start. Yeah, but as you say, you would have looked to Bournemouth and Wolves to not get a single point out of either match. Yeah, um, very it comes to something when we were discussing before the game. We'd have actually been happy with the point just to get off the mark yeah um the biggest thing for me was as i mentioned i left arsenal and i felt quite optimistic despite the defeat on saturday after wolves i felt sick to my stomach and that really lasted with me for about two days mm. monday before i could even watch match of the day yeah um and i thought you know i was beyond that um it just seemed we'd, we'd regressed already yes we've been fed so much stuff about the high hopes we had this season, this year is going to be different. It's, it's not going to be the same. What they didn't tell us was it's going to be worse. Yeah. And the problem what happened after Arsenal is that we saw why we had teams for uh, easy reasons for optimism. We had Felipe Anderson going through the middle, linking up, sprinting. We had Sanchez sitting fairly deep and breaking up play when he was mm. playing there. And Altovich getting through the back. And for some reason we stuck... Anderson didn't seem to be anywhere involved in the middle of the park no. against some very, very tricky technical players with Wolves. Mm. And if we didn't have that, why did he make those changes when there was no kind of plan to replace them? There was no, no. chance that we were going to go at them. Mm. And like Jim said, you know, it was like an, you know, we were 2-0 up before, mm. you know, before the start of the game. And yeah. we had no, mm. no, no level of ability to... Make make things change or make things happen. Yeah, right. I mean, it was it was it, it was interesting. You know, the the responses in social media to the game were sort of um, mm. predicating our own kind of defence, our ability to sort of defend and going. You know, you've got to play for ninety five minutes. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But basically, we we you know, in the ninety third minute, the away team that it's nil nil should be desperate to kind of hang on to that draw, and they should be. Mm battered by the home team that are trying to kind of get a win we didn't we we throughout the game didn't give them enough to think about and then they were actually fairly fresh at the end of the game i remember turning to pete ward sort of with about five or ten minutes to go and going i've got a bad feeling about this because they were just still in it and you know the home team nil nil you get the feeling the away team the visiting team should be clinging on to that yeah. a well-earned draw away from home and the home team should be battering them trying to get you know mm. trying to get a win that just wasn't happening at all they were fairly fresh the one the thing that worried game. me about the last half hour was that we told that we'd had a proper pre-season it wasn't like a, you know it wasn't going to be one of the famous mark noble circuses pre-season yeah 
but we seem to die on our ass in the last half hour. They yeah. had four, mm. five clear chances. You had the um, number nine, whose name escapes me, sort of doing the Ronnie Rosenthal in front yeah, of goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was that. You know, and there were two or three other chances before yeah. mm. um, the winner came in. And I, it just worries me that you know we 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 brought in some. We do have some fairly sort of old players but he had brought in some young fresh mm, players mm. and they weren't able to change things in a way that mm. would have improved no, us no absolutely the only um, thing I would say is that um, I'm not trying to defend the performances at all because those players what they paid what they cost and everything we shouldn't be sitting here with four defeats but the teams we played probably exclude Arsenal but Liverpool Bournemouth and Wolves even Wolves just coming up have had fairly settled sides yeah. And they, they know the strengths, they know their weaknesses. I mean, how many times did Bournemouth come back last season and come back from a losing position and, and chisel points out of it? But they have We're, settled sides because they haven't ballsed up five yeah. cancel windows well, in exactly. the start. Well, well, that's my point, that, that, yeah. that, that, that is. We're yeah. not a settled side. We've got six or seven new people who are trying to discover each other and they're not sure whether they're a first-team player of the future because yeah. there's been a lot of substitutions and people coming in and going out. And that's it's, right. You do you have know. to see things in context, you do. But on the other hand... Um, I don't think it's with the benefit of hindsight. I think we were, a lot of us were thinking as the transfer window is evolving, mm. um, that's potentially a lot of money to spend on a, a player with flair, clearly, but not necessarily a player who, who, who is, yeah, mm. who's con- consistently going to turn it on and, and, and kind of you know grab games by the by the scruff of the neck, and equally we were wondering, well, when is he going to buy the player we really need, which is a commanding central slash defensive midfielder? And there, there, there was just a whiff of panic about the purchase of Sanchez right at the at the death because that was a recognition of a, that's the position we needed. Hmm. And it was too late to get or the money had gone for, for getting the right the right person in that position. I don't think he had a... I mean, he, I thought it was a howler. Okay. I didn't think he had a terrible game okay. against Wolves. I mean, I think the game against Wolves was just a, not a very good game of football. Um, and it was tight. You know, we did have chances. And, and you know, um, it's all fine margins. But, but <laughs> it shouldn't have been allowed to be that. There should have been that intensity. That, that, mm. that was the game. They had to say in the first four games... That has got to be the three points. We've I wonder what happens. Uh, I wonder what happens to intensity because this this sort of happened a bit last season under Moyes. Was was we 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 would get a couple of good results, the Chelsea and the Arsenal, and those were achieved through you know the way we perceived it was that Moyes was finally sort of getting them fit after the slack uh, billich pie eating years, pie eating and yeah, years. Yeah. But then there would be a game where sort of uh, mysteriously the intensities just disappeared again, and you're going, "Come on, guys, you did it." You know, the last two yeah. games you've done, why aren't you doing it but, this time? But, and it felt very similar with the, with the Wolves game. I think I think um, that's right, George. I think there did seem to be, even though it's pretty much the same personnel as Arsenal, there seemed to be a slight redistribution of jobs that certainly took Anderson away from sort of straight up the middle, which is where it sort of seemed that he functioned best against Arsenal. Um there is that kind of slight uh, imbalance, isn't there? Last week I was sort of saying that people are, you know, gen- on the whole seem to be on social media and stuff, disappointed with Wilshire. But he's a little bit squeezed out because Anderson comes inside and sort of Snodgrass has got a bit of number 10 about him. So they're kind of coming inside. He did nothing in the, in the first half on Saturday, but I, I thought he, he, he took him off just as he was beginning to sort of influence yeah, things a little bit. I, I thought that too, yeah, yeah. Um, 
It just doesn't hang together as a team in my book. I just no. can't see what it's trying to do. That, you know, yeah. It's all well to say we've spent £100 million, but you can spend £100 million on crap, can't you? And mm. you know, I'm not saying we have done, but you know, £40 million for a player that's played, we told he's a Brazil international. He's played seven minutes in a friendly three years ago. Yeah. You know, and you know, Diop looks like a good buy, you know, but twenty two million pounds for a guy. It's a lot of money for a yeah, it is for a twenty one year old, yeah. But you know, he's he's played consistently through no, I, like the look of him. I thought yeah, they looked so, good. Yeah. I thought both of yeah. them were good on Saturday. But Sanchez, we bought Sanchez. He couldn't get a game for free on team, he couldn't get a game for well, he played a substitute mainly for Espanol last year. And I just wonder, you know we were told this was gonna be different. We were told that, you know, the transfer window is gonna be researched, led by a director of football. And then you, you read stuff today about how, you know, it's four or five agents badgering Sullivan, telling him what he wants. Mm. And it seems to be that all that stuff's just gone away. All that's done is that we've upped the budget, but we're still acting the same way. And that's just madness, isn't it? If we just, mm. you know, there's no point putting more money into a crap system if you're not going to sort out the way the football club yeah. is run. As a, you know, I've said this before, you know, Gold and Sullivan have made their money in pornography, property, print, and retail. And all those industries have changed massively the last 20 years. They've made lots more money through adapting the way they do business. But they still want to be Doug Ellis. They still want to be, you know, I don't know, Bob Lord. You know, they want to be had that sort of, yeah, mm. one for a teenager, mm-hmm. you, know, the, you know, and run that way in that kind of personal fiefdom. And you just can't do it anymore. No, no. I think, I think what gave us more optimism for this season is obviously when we had this discussion in May about do we stick with Moyes, do we want to see a new manager? I think... George, you were very much got to have a new manager, and I think we were more of the opinion that well, who are we going to get better than Moyes? Because who's going to want to come to West Ham? It's just the change in and a then, way. The change just generally was the kind yeah. of uh, the, the frightening unknown. But then throwing everything, you get up in Pellegrini, there. who's been at Real Madrid, who's, who's mm. won the Premier League, and you think, okay, they've made a statement. They've got someone who is supposedly a step up, but they've got to let him do things his own way. Now, Sullivan has been a lot quieter over these last couple of months. Yeah. He's kept himself to himself. He's not been saying, you know, all the... Yeah, well, all the, there's a copy of the Evening Standard being held up. <laughs> there's a lot of things that um, that have gone on in the past that haven't happened. It's been more about here's Pellegrini and, and here's the people that he wants to get in the team. But most of those came after a lot of the purchases or after a lot of the targets were identified. So, mm. you know, Fredericks was here before Pe- you know, Pellegrini was mm. appointed. Yeah. And other players were kind of brought in and yeah we know the amount of time it takes to do those business that sort of business mm. and they were identified and we knew anderson from the end of last season that we were chasing him and we told it wasn't going to happen and maybe pellegrino might said i want him so they put the extra five million in or whatever yeah. but it doesn't feel like it's kind of a, a continuous process the reason what i said about Moyes at the end of last season because it just seemed that you know it was going to be sullivan kind of went back on his director of football thing i'm going to be director of football working with david Moyes, and we just thought no, please, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that. You know, I think Moyes did a lot of great work last year, and we got a lot to thank him for. But you, know, you wanted a new system, you wanted that new era. Mm. And I'm not sure we've got it. You, know, you talked about the standard. You know, it's some things aren't happening. Well, let me show you the first thing. You know, a source close to the club says the manager has bought a team and he has to make it work. Yeah, you know, and that's Where's kind that of come from, and, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. not yeah, that's not that's not come mm. from uh, the ball boy, is it? I mean, it's no. come from a senior placement. It's written by Ken Dyer. We know about Ken's links West to the Dan, club, yeah. and he's very connected to the top echelons of the club so the message is being sent out now let's hold that thought uh, and uh, listen to this message (laughs) 
Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Uh, Stop Hammer Time is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. To check the latest offers and prices created especially for listeners to this podcast, go to bet.westhampodcast.com. Bet.westhampodcast.com is where you go for that. Um... We were talking about Fredericks before the break. Um, he he's a little disappointing. I thought he, um, you know, the sort of step up from the championship might mm. be a little bigger than we imagined. Might be sort of seeing the golf there. I sort of thought he would be a little bit better. Our Kiwi friend thought he was one mm. of the better players. It's a f- mm. funny, isn't it? Noted. I mean, I he was thought. watching at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, his decision making's very poor. I, I, you know, I, I thought I. He's I not thought, adapted well, has he? No, so far, I mean, I thought he was decent at Arsenal. I thought, I thought he gave them trouble down, down, down that right hand side. Um, he was, he was strangely off it, wasn't on he? Saturday, on Saturday, yeah, Saturday. yeah. Um, until he was completely out of position for the for the goal at the end. I thought Cresswell had a reasonable game on. Yes, on I Saturday. thought he had a good game. Um, you know, we, we just weren't we just weren't out the races on Saturday, and, and, and teams are sometimes like that. The point is that. That's a game where we couldn't afford to not be at the races. But I think, you know, a lot of the emphasis is on our kind of defensive frailties. But the fact is we've scored one goal in open play in four games. We're not giving the other team enough to think about. Struggle to score one one against a 10-man Wimbledon. Um, yeah, you know, two two goals from uh, well, a goal from set piece wasn't there? Well, how many times were we slinging the ball into the box at the weekend, and there was no one in the box? To Absolutely, no, that was well, alarming. I mean, no. You know, um, Fredericks doesn't really seem to be able to pick out a cross. There's a couple of times I think it might have been Arsenal ball. I can't remember where he. He didn't cross early. He made it all the way to the byline, dawdled on the byline, and then crossed when it was just far too late. And There's just a lot of... There is, there is... Um, Cresswell, uh, I think that was against uh, Watford at the weekend. Um, Wolves. Wolves at the weekend. Um, got to the byline. You know, he couldn't pick out a cross, but he hit it into kind of the head-height danger zone and went attack this and nobody Not did and he yeah. threw his arms up in fury going yes. you know you've all had time to get into the box yeah. Antonio Yarmolenko and Alnautovic you have had time because I've run all the way to the byline yeah. run parallel to yeah. me and one of you attack yeah. this fucking cross yeah. and they <clears> didn't <throat> do it and, and and it was a speculative cross and, and quite often those sort of make me angry uh, because this, they're pointless and go into <laughs> the goalkeeper's hands but that was well this is all I can do now unless Andy Carroll's barrelling yeah, his way into that's the box right. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. With Arnautovic isn't really an out and out striker though is he when you look at it I mean like that that shot he had on Saturday smacked in the keeper's face yeah just a little bit more composure there he could have picked a spot or perhaps not just tried to blast it in and he was head down as he, as he went in there were times against Arsenal he was making the right runs but his finish wasn't there. I, I mean, love Arnautovic, don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, I know he's been excellent for the club, but he's not an out-and-out striker. I mean, I think, at Arsenal, I think at Arsenal, if we'd done a bit better in those first few games, I think one or two of those more shots might have gone in. They were kind of snatched, mm. you know. We actually crosses. injured himself against Arsenal yes, when he, he took did, that yeah. shot from the Anderson cross. That's, that's yeah. when he injured himself. Yeah. He allowed yeah. down on the pitch for about three yes, minutes after yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, in the attacking third... You know there is, and that's where we were most massively disappointing on on Saturday. There is, there is still this sense that it isn't 
gelling that, that they don't they do, they aren't there are people running the same channels there are people not anticipating what other people are going to do there are just wrong options taken balls going astray and so on people trying to thread passes where it's crazy to try and thread a pass and um you know you sense that that that's that, that's partly kind of a confidence thing and it's and it's partly a, an unfamiliarity thing and one assumes that that will get just naturally better with time but with four defeats and yeah, the fixture is coming up have, yeah. the time really isn't there um so they're going to have to dig out some performance i think some something in me thinks they will dig out a performance against chelsea or man united i i'm, I'm not i'm not in a state of despair yet to be honest no. um and i think you know we've wanted a, a manager and a, a who's going to be uncompromising in terms of wanting attacking football you know, not to be defensive, not to play five at the back. Um, that's what you're going to get with this guy. And we knew that we were going to get it. And most people were celebrating the idea that we were mm. going to get it. Um, and I think you have to give any manager time. You have to give them time. And I know it's a tough and uncompromising league, but, you know, Palace lost their first, what, six or seven, was it? Last? Yeah, last I know they changed the manager, but, um, <laughs> but uh, they lost the first few under Hodgson as well. I mean, it wasn't mm. just... Uh, it was October, uh, I think, for yeah. the first yeah. goal. Um, let alone and we've got, you know, we've got a much kinder set of fixtures coming up um, in the late autumn, early early winter. Mm. I think, you know, it's way too early to be but hitting panic buttons. It does slightly worry me that um, I made a joke that this splurge could either go in the same way that Leicester did in 2015 or the way that Everton did in 2017 I went under Koeman I think you know the yeah. the, the Hodgson thing slightly, and the Burr is slightly different but yeah. I think the Koeman Everton thing is slightly more pressing and slightly more relevant to yeah. the way we've gone because we have got the players that we thought we were going to get we, you mm. know, we were told yeah. that we've had the players yeah. we needed yeah. and they're not working and I, particularly about Fredericks I mean is he an upgrade on Byram no, I don't think it is. I think Possibly Byron's, not, no. you know, Byron's had a really rough ride from the fans. He was good. I, I, I think it's what, just because I, people have barely well, seen him. Fit, though, is he? Somehow, he's in, somehow in people's memories, he's been compartmentalised yeah. as sort of a bad player, as quite often f- football fans do with injured players. Yeah, they, do. they basically go, Kieran Dyer, is fucking shit," and you go, "No, he's not a shit. No, he he's a, a pl- shit, he's a good player whose leg got Absolutely. snapped in two. Yeah. That's did, what happened. Did you there. see Byron was playing for Forest against Newcastle the night after our. Cup game, and he set up the first goal and was then booted and, and taken off injured. Right, looked very lively. He's, I thought um, he was yeah, but injured is was, the key word. I mean, he's 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 a real well. In fairness, on this occasion, Jim, the guy took him down from like the waist height. Okay, but you know, he he has struggled, hasn't he? To, to, yeah, to but I mean, you could say that about many footballers yeah, and you know it's like it doesn't stop them being good footballers you can't mm. sort of go oh this well we have three this guy that's got a magnet yeah. that yeah. attracts footballers boots yeah. to their bones is that's not happening they you know they're getting kicked Byram at the moment is fit and has been loaned to another yep. football team and uh you know there's a strong argument that keeping him might have been you know might have been the go rather mm. than an aged Zabaleta I, th- I think the, the bottom line the for me out of all of this is you've just got to look long term we, we've been going on for years about we want change the club needs to change from grassroots level you know, we've seen all the stuff about the training round and everything else that goes with it we've got change in that we've got this new manager we've got change in that half the squad the first team squad is different 
it's not going to. It's turning a battleship round, isn't it? It doesn't mm. happen like yeah. in five well, minutes. Well, maybe it's to get down to the while, kind of nitty gritty. So. What about those eleven players on the pitch? Do do we think there should be? Would you? Would we like to see certain people instead of certain other people? I think. What do we mm. think about? Uh, you know, Jack Wilshire's role. Uh, what about Sanchez? What about you know? Um, you know, Snodgrass is not an acquisition over the summer and didn't no. come in our £100 million pounds Pellegrini splurge, but Pellegrini him, obviously saw him, mm. you know, right. in training and kind of went, I, you know, I like this guy. Uh, um, is he right? I think we're massively missing Lanzini. And I think Lanzini is the kind of player who would knit things t- together a bit in and around the box. Um, he's a slightly more attacking player than, than, than Wilshere, um, but he's got I, I, you know, I think he's a better player than Wilshire, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't think and, uh, with I think you. he's an absolute gem of a player, and it's it's it's, it's been a really really crucial loss. And I everyone always coats me for it, but I think we're missing Carroll as well because the one thing you get with him is is a different is a different option for people to play on the ball when you are a little bit lacking. In Do you that remember what you said about Byron that he gets injured a lot, Jim? Yeah, Just no, it was only about a minute. It was about a minute ago. Uh, yes, it was about like a minute I ago know, you said know, that. And well, there you go. I, Do you remember I, that? You that said that Byron gets injured Look a lot. Look at the win statistics when Carroll starts for West Ham. Yeah, but he's injured a lot. I know, I know. Even that, can you imagine him coming on with 20 minutes to go on Saturday, the day we've just watched, with those crosses that were coming in? That, that, yeah. Not just the crosses, it's the panic he creates amongst the defenders. Yeah. You know, that, that, he creates space by the fact his sheer physical presence is drawing people towards him. Absolutely. Which was let's literally you know, count yeah, on him. But, no, of course you can't. I, 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 accept two games that, in I accept that. I'm not, I mean, when he comes back, though, can, okay, you can't count on him until end of October or whatever else, but can you count on, you know, um, the guy from Arsenal, Velez or Perez, Perez, sorry. Perez. Perez, well, he stayed place out at Wimbledon. Yeah, I mean, that was a shocking performance. He was terrible against Wimbledon. He didn't when he came on yeah, against I mean, either, did but, but yeah. it is a sort of, you know, kind of thing of systems, isn't it? Players for systems. And what, what, what mm. I thought, despite the fact it was a good display at Arsenal, I sort of took away the feeling that... that it was difficult for Wilshire to sort of get in the game because Anderson was doing yeah. what he would do. Also, Snodgrass's instincts and and you know, Jim, you you sort of. I mean, we've both said that in a in a sense, Snodgrass's sort of best era felt like when he was at Hull, where he was kind yeah. of a number ten. Things went through him. You mm. know, a lot of the play went through Snodgrass, and I think. Um, you know, obviously he does. He's got a good touch, and he, he's got a bit of skill he had a good about game it. So. Against Wimbledon, you yeah. Know, but it, and what you can't knock him for is his effort. No, but it's, 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 he lacks a finishing touch, as he showed against Arsenal. But he puts effort, and that's probably what Pellegrini's seen. Is mm. the guy does just runs his socks off. Yeah, he presses but something I mean, like, you know, yeah, but something absolutely. in terms of you know formations. What 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 things mm. like the sort of diamond show you is you would go we would have Lanzini at the top of that diamond, we'd have Sanchez at the bottom of it. Everyone would have a role in, mm. in that thing. And at the moment, it felt like there was a slight just conflation of about five players in the attacking well, third, sort mm. of getting in each other's way. And as you said, Jim, not really on its way on each other's wavelength. And that was really clearer against Wolves, Wolves yeah. than oh, it was sure. at Arsenal. Yeah, they yeah. really just didn't have a plan to attack the other team's goal. Mm. And that's something that might you might have to sacrifice a player that's sort of playing okay to make, you know, to... to I mean, Yarmolenko seems to be 
keener to dribble with the ball mm. than Snodgrass does. You know, Snodgrass likes to pass as, as soon as he gets it. Though, in fact, you know, he will take the ball a few paces. You know, obviously, Wilshire will take the ball on. Uh, but Yarmolenko, in his cameo, seems quite keen to run with the ball. Quite often, sideways across the pitch. <laughs> but but he seems keen to sort of run at them with yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, the best managers have a plan and know how to play and select a team to fit that plan yeah. I mean I think what we're doing we're going the other way around we're getting the players and see what we can do with them Yeah. and I think that worries me it, I mean it reminds me it used to drive me nuts about the Harry playing players out of position era and that's kind of what we're doing now yeah, we, we, yeah okay we've got five number tens but we can't play five number tens no, we need no to, that's yeah, right that's but, right you know, I mean, you know so let's select one. Let's if it's Anderson, let's make it there. If you want to play with a lone striker with an Altovich, then we'll work out what we can do mm, with mm. other roles. But you know, Snodgrass mm. is never going to be the winger that people think he is. No, Yarmolenko, um, mm. I think, showed a lot of promise. I was very worried about Antonio on Saturday. You see, uh, yeah, he yeah. seemed off. Oh, he yeah. sounded like he yeah. seemed like he, he yeah. sounded like another two weeks in rehab before oh. he could even be near that. His, I mean, um, yeah, sorry, go on. You know, he does feel like someone who, for me their place in the team would be in jeopardy. I, mm. I feel like I've, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, um, we did see a change from, from uh, uh, Pellegrini in that we saw Arthur Masuaka's shortcomings and went, I'd rather see Cresswell in that position. And then we did. Uh, and so he obviously was, you know, kind of, yeah. he saw what we saw and went, I'd rather have, you know, a left back that, that can defend yeah. uh, but if you watched all the games last year he'd know that already I mean, you know, yeah yeah. Uh, uh, you, know, you, you can play Cresswell and Masuaku together which mm. would almost yeah, be yeah. a brighter option well that was one of Moyes' sort of yeah. achievements in yeah. a sense was mm. working out how do I get a bit more pace in the side uh, I, I want to go three at the back but I you know I, I um, I, want it, I want Masawaku to play as well so getting Cresswell in on the left hand side of Masawaku made, made a lot of difference to us last yeah. season I mean we are sort of hoping that the, uh, a lot of this is kind of you know sinking into Pellegrini's consciousness and that he's learning something from sort of every game because that very clearly did happen with Moyes it took him a little while his first game was up at Watford and he sort of picked a very conservative 4-5-1 and we got beat 3-0 and, mm. and uh, mm. people were going oh new manager bounce you know, so it, but but by the time we got to that Chelsea game, where he was, where the team was was um, subject to injuries as well as being shit, he <laughs> really did do things that you saw uh, and saw be effective and work. He kind of went, "Who are the only quick players we have?" And he played all of them. Yeah. He played Antonio and Masuaku, who were the only fast players. He was going, yeah. "We'll have to soak it up." And then our three, our quick players will have to attack. Them there was with the, the beginnings man. there, wasn't there, of a, of, a, of a real understanding between Lanzini and Arnautovic. Against, yeah. Which yeah. was sort of cut short a little bit after the Huddersfield game, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Um, you know, and that little intricate passing in and around the box that led to the Arnautovic goal was stuff that was sort of being tried with Yarmolenko and whatever, mm. and wasn't and isn't hasn't been coming off. And and you know, you've got to hope eventually that. Uh, that it might do. I mean, I think, come back to Snodgrass, I think he's a bit of a throwback. I think he's like an old-fashioned wide midfielder in a four-four-two. I think that's sort of where, you know, he, look, he, he belongs almost in a... I think, but he doesn't have the pace. He doesn't, he doesn't really... He doesn't really no, and then, of course, they, no, they, no, he's not a winger. He's like, yeah. a, he's like a wide midfield player, I, I think. There's um, a bit of the kind of the, the Stuart Downing. He had that brilliant half a season at number 10. And Sam looked mm. at that and thought, okay, great, well, well done. 
now on the wing again. And it's just oh, like, dismantled uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. it's too radical for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Snodgrass hasn't... He's a, he's a wholehearted, decent footballer, but he's he's top championship relegation yeah. team. And slightly that, neither, that standard, neither fish he's nor that, fowl. Yes, I agree, absolutely. Like you can, he's a bit of, you can sort of accommodate an Antonio in your team as a kind of strange, um, free radical element if you've got, you know... Paillet and Lanzini and Noble and Cresswell, who suddenly, because of Paillet's presence, have found their sort of passing boots. You can have this sort of maverick who's got one flank to himself mm. to just bomb on. Because in a way, that's that's sort of what Victor Moses was as well. They, yeah, they, yeah. they you know, he was almost Moses' understudy. And, and, you know, Moses sort of operates as a bit of a sole trader. He's a random kind of element. However, when you rely on on Antonio to be your player on that flank and mm. kind of link up with other players and create moves that result in a in a goal, you might be onto a hiding for nothing. And perhaps Yarmolenko has more just technical ability. I than like him. I like the look of Yarmolenko. It, you know, he's, building up, he's building up to match fitness, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. it feels like we've got sort of you know six players vying for four spots and now mm. kind of attacking. Our attacking area of the pitch, um, and uh, you know, sort of Wilshire's inability to get into the game and influence it, I think, is mm. affected by the players around him all trying to do what he does. And you know, it's it needs a bit of sifting, doesn't it, to, yeah. to find? And yeah. it might, you know, might have to take some tough decisions. And even though you know you like Snodgrass, Yarmolenko might be better, or yeah. you know, you just play narrower or something like that. You know, maybe it is a diamond type thing. But, you know, I'd be concerned that uh, Pellegrini's, instead of working us all out, has gone back to the Costa del Chile to. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, have a little yes. break. Yes, that's um, interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, going yeah. off to Marcus's hotel or something. But <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have an international break uh, in which uh, Manuel's gone home, um, and our next game is uh, Everton away. And do you? I mean, do you see changes for that? It's hard because the kind of setting up differently for an away fixture than you would for a home fixture becomes redundant when your team is just shit in its most basic form. <laughs> Adaptations to that. I don't team. think that's the way he does. I think he's uncompromising. I think you know. I think he he sets the team out to want to attack, <laughs> um, and it just doesn't always work. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we've yeah. seen, you know, where we have seen in a very small way, we've seen him kind of adapt and change. The, the sort of Cresswell for Masawaku change mm. was an obvious one. I think he's about yeah. got the back line right now. I mean, Fredericks yeah. will take a bit of time to adjust. But for me, I mentioned earlier about having consistent teams and consistent lineups. Yes. Just, we just need to settle on an 11 and say, look, you're the 11 guys. Mm. This is the system. Stick with it for two or three games. Make changes during the game if you need to. Invariably, we probably will need to. But just just make it clearer to the starters, you're the first 11, let's see what you can do. Because mm. he's, he's, he's had his little tinkering for four matches now. Let's get a steady line-up. The back line, keep them as they were from the start on Saturday for whatever failings some of them have got. And then build up from there. And then let's just see how we go. Yeah. I think it's absolutely crucial. You're going to play two centre-halves instead of the three. They have to get used to playing together yeah. week in week out. They have I've, to know when you know when to when one of them's going to drop. Where, you know who they come. There has to be a, a almost like a telepathy between them, effectively. And 
those two, I think, are decent individual yeah, I felt that players. Fledgling They've got possibly the makings yeah. of a, of a fledgling partnership sort of work pretty well. Yeah. They're sort of they're both quite quick, and they both don't mind bringing the ball out of defence. You know, they're sort of, um, you know, neither is painfully slow like Winston Reid or James Collins. Uh, they're both fairly mobile. They're both quite quick. Uh, Diop is a giant and uh, covers a lot of ground with his long legs quite quickly. Mm. And uh, but I thought they both, you know, they. You know, Balbuena's been around the block, but but Diop is young, but looked very promising. I thought he looked. You know, I just, I just wonder who's leading that. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, yeah. Balbuena calls himself, you know, the general. The general, but it's more sort of private pike at the moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just, yeah. uh, it's just. I, I don't know if we can play back four. I don't know. You know, Kinnan did not think that bringing. Cressel inside and putting Masuak on the outside would not be a better option. Oh, I think it possibly would, but Pellegrini is never going to do that. But he's he's changed everything in front of him. Yeah, Yeah. it has to be a little bit of... Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) uh, yeah, certainly a big band-aid that Bilic put on things was when he changed to a back three. Might have been the first yeah, season of yeah. the Thunderdome, or maybe the second. But there was yeah. one game where he switched for about three. It, it was the Moyes, and it worked. Masuaku. Yeah, yeah yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, it was interesting. I was thinking about players. You know, uh, what 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 was what really struck me about uh, Moyes' changes last season were they were almost the first time you could really clearly see what a football manager does, and also mm. what Bilic had done badly. <laughs> you know, Moyes's. Um, fixing of things that were bad under Billich you absolutely could see you know I think it was the Arsenal game the second game in that week that we got a nil-nil out of and you know an unexpected point Pete Ward said the more I'm watching this the more I hate Slavin Billich now and we'd all loved him we'd all loved him but well, you just saw the shortcomings we felt that I know you know we had lots yeah. of conversations about it but the overwhelming majority of fans as far as one could tell did not like Moyes did no, not no, want it was very strange wasn't it club. yeah um, you know, were and were highly negative about about him. Um, and I, mean, I, I know Sully Sullivan is massively unpopular, but I think he's a populist, and I think he wants to be popular. And I think I think he is hugely influenced by mm. um, by the kind of the kind of kind of sort of waves of feeling that come through. I know, but um, you know, we you know, I'm involved with Wisa. And our chairman, Mark Walker, sat down with him last year and he said this would change. We're going to sit there, we're going to have a director of football, we're going to have a scouting system, we're going to look at players, the manager will look, you know, we will not sign people off YouTube. And that clearly just hasn't happened. And he spent £100 million, unless Pellegrini was at, you know, Ashton Gate watching Fredericks play Mm -hmm. away from home or whatever else. He doesn't seem to have kept those promises. And yes, he can say all the right things. That's why he has these calamitous interviews. But unless he actually, you know, this has been going on for seven years. This whole thing at the Olympic Stadium has been going, this is our third season. Mm. And we are just repeating the same mistakes, you know, tragedy, then farce. And what happens yeah. when it gets to the sixth time? Yeah. And I just don't know if they've got it within them to sort it out. And it's okay avo- appointing sort of, you know, Husilos and Pellegrini and whatever else in their backroom team. But unless the enti- if the entire structure at the top of the football club is rotten, it's not going to work. Yes. And we, what we're trying to do, we either throw money at it, change it. I mean, he's got a terrible record in recruiting managers yeah. in the way he's done it. Look, and this, this, this feels terribly like Zola Grant on repeat, mm, doesn't it? Mm. And no doubt and there'll we'll be a Martin O'Neill episode and then we'll or something. Flip, yeah. And we'll flip back to Allardyce, Moyes. You know, there yeah. is this 
kind of kind of vacillation, isn't there, between between well, I wanna give the fans what they want, which is flair and attacking football and whatever. But of course we never quite have, as you say, the organisation, the resources and the whatever to, 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 to be able to deliver results through that consistently. See, I, 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 you know, I can take defeats like the one at Arsenal, as, as, as we've said, you know, because it was a really entertaining game to watch and we probably should have, should have won it. Um, it's much harder to accept the kind of thing we've seen with the two home, the home games yeah, this season, yeah, isn't it? And, and, and in a way, there's a sort of kind of, there is a kind of quid pro quo here. I mean, I, you know, the, the, we either want the traditional West Ham way of attacking football, cavalier football, vainglorious defeat, and so on, or we want Premiership survival <laughs> consistently. Um, we want Alan Kerbishley, you know, but I will always finish 10th and be really boring, and I'll play D National on his, on his own, up on his own when we're already safe and there'll be nobody near him, you know. Well, and so it's, I mean, but we were told we're moving on from that, though. We were told mm. we were moving on. That was the whole point of moving to the the Thunderdome, the whole point of well, moving on. I, 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 but, I, yeah, but, but, you know, the point is we, you know, and, but also this is 2018. We are playing like it's, you know, 2008, 1998, mm. whatever else. And there's not, you know, you look at the, the setup, someone like Bournemouth has got, it's an incredible thing you yeah. read what goes on behind And it. I mean, they play a style of football that is a bit sort of somewhere between those two things. It's, it's pragmatic, yeah. but it is, what it is, is enterprising. It's not back heels but, and but flicks. But also, and, you look at the club and it's been built up yeah. over time, yeah. incremental success, Lay, add in layers Absolutely. and rather than just like chucking it in the bin and empty a bucket of cash over and expect it to work yeah it's just insanity to keep yeah. doing this and expecting it to change no it's very strange I mean we you know you could accept that we got you know sort of a bit worse than when Pae lost interest and eventually left the club but you should have still had a kind of base on which you could build but it's in fact we you know it's a, it's it's mm. it's it's a just a rebuilding on kind of you know clay you know all the time and it, it, it you know that there is a worry that that, that is eventually going to become unstuck because it, it, it just you know will, will ultimately will go down well the trajectory matters. has been downward since yeah. that billich final um season at the bowling hasn't it and just talking about the populist thing one thing that i always remember i was at the the 5-1 in 1989 we lost against liverpool and got relegated yes and i don't think it was a relegation that got john lyle sacked is when he was going to take off Stuart slater and the away fans asked reacted very badly and he changed his mind i think that kind of populism where you're driven by <laughs> is what can kill you and I think that's what the, the, the board yes. saw that and thought he doesn't know his own mind anymore no. and, yeah, and right. ended up Mm-mm. sacking him for whatever, yes. whatever reason yes yeah yeah on that cheery note on that cheery note <laughs> yes I mean this might be our time to uh, uh, have predictions for our away fixture at Everton um, oh god someone go first 1-1 one, 1-0 one. One all. excellent we'll sign it we'll sort out we'll sort out the defence and score a penalty yeah, good. Jim. Something weird is going to happen and we will win 2-1. 2-1. Jim. If I predict us losing, we'll win. So I'm going to say 2-0 to Everton. 2-0 to Everton. Standard fair. Yeah. Everton won, West Ham 3. I'm <laughs> optimistically. Still my favourite away game was the, uh, the Pyre to Geddon. Oh, oh my yeah. God, that was amazing. Which is... Uh... Yes, yes. Um... I, I enjoyed Dylan's diving header. Yeah. <laughs> that was to take it to one all. Wasn't that it? was a draw yeah, two yeah, all. Yeah, I think yeah. especially, uh, two possibly actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also yeah. a place where Picky only managed to get himself sent. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, yes, yes. Celebrating. Not well. to celebrate. Um, 
We've had various. It's thin pickings up there. <laughs> Timmy Breakers, little cheeky header. Yes. Uh, very few. We, took, we went down six. When, we were six, yeah. Yeah, was that... Uh, was that oh, the God. goalkeeper gets sent off in that game. It feels like that's happened a couple of times up yeah, there. Yeah, Hislop gets sent off up there. Was we had about, uh, about 85-86 when we were playing them for third, second and third place. We lost 3-0. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. well, 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 you read all the books. I just couldn't beat you. on the piss since Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, on that cheery note, I mean, we've had some cheery <laughs> predictions of possible results for that for that uh, uh, game. Um, we've had uh, wins. Jim, I think we're you nuts. went for it. You're I, the only I'm, one that went for it. I'm the only one who reckons we're going to yeah, lose, yeah. Because yeah. I say, um, if I ever bet on a match, I always lose. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, this has been Stop Hammer Time. I am Phil Whelans. With me have been uh, Jim Grant. Cheerio. George Mann. Good night. Jim Munro. Cheers, fellas. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.